Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's podcast, get ready, is about focus. Focus, focus, focus. Boy, we hear that word a lot. And it's an important idea. It's an important practice. It's an important noun and verb. What is focus from the dictionary? Focus is the center of interest or activity. It is also known as the state or quality of having or producing clear visual definition, meaning like something is in or out of focus. And um, we adapt to the prevailing level of light and become able to see something clearly. So we're focusing on a stationary object. So these are ideas about how to, or what focus is. There, it is essentially honing in. So that's that giving, getting that clarity when you are getting your focus in visually and also having this center of activity or interest. So we hear a lot about focus because focus is the fundamental key for productivity. And productivity is any kind of um, actions we have in our lives that yield results that we like. And this could be in the work world. I mean, productivity is measured and you could be hired or fired or you know promoted because of your productivity. But we also have just life, life productivity. I mean, if life is to happen and we are to participate in it, we have a level of productivity that needs to occur. Otherwise, you know, you wouldn't get up, you wouldn't wash wash yourself off, make breakfast, get groceries, whatever. There's, there's just things that happen, ha- have to be our focus to accomplish um, different tasks. And focus is the absolute key for being more productive. And when people yearn for things in life, um, especially for themselves in this self-directed mission for growth, the growth mindset that I've talked about before, increasing their focus so that they could increase productivity is 
probably one of the top things. And there's lots of books on focus. There's lots of nutritional supplements that will help you focus. Um, There is lots of exercises that will help you focus. And there's been research on focus. So I'm kind of combining things that I've read, things that I've seen in research papers, and my own practice of focusing and and um, what I've noticed really successful productive people do for focus and just gotten into like this hodgepodge for this podcast today. And I hope that any part of it can help you with your focus because we know, first of all, we know what it feels like when we're not focused. We know what it feels like because we feel that kind of blurry, you know, it's literally like things are blurred. Um, it, I often describe it as things just feel scattered or messy inside the brain. It's like you need to take a washcloth and kind of wipe wipe the inner skull so that you feel like more clarity. And that really comes from focus. So you, you can feel that in your daily life. And some people get in the habit of, of feeling it and, and it can really affect your energy level, not only your productivity, but your energy level. So the ability to focus is key to getting things done because what it does more than anything is it hones in or it lets us really um, pinpoint or lock into one focal point or option and not be distracted by the other other things surrounding it. And that when we focus in on this kind of one option, then we have much more of a, more, much more success in getting it done or accomplishing it. So the one of the big things when I talk to people who have, um, you know, mentioned to me, oh, I just because I also do some health coaching. I I don't do too much of that now anymore, but I used to do more of it when I first went through um, the program that I went through for health coaching, and there's all these different elements that you ask people about in terms of what they would like to improve upon in terms of their overall health and health, not just being like food or nutrition you get from food, but also the nutrition you get from sleep and your job and your friends and your hobbies and all those kind of things. And a lot of people almost across the board, everyone wants to improve their energy level. And with energy level, there is a focus to that. Like a people will complain about feeling really scattered and unfocused. And of course we know there's so many people that um, are self-diagnosing or, or being diagnosed with um, di- different types of uh, attention deficit disorders, which one can see as a type of focus issue. So it's a lot of the big question that I'll ask these people is what, um, how can we focus on the things that matter for you and ignore the things that are less important. And that is the hardest thing. And I see this with my daughter, for instance, a lot in these um, developing years. It's a, most people, and she's a good example of this, and I am, all of us are, have a harder t- time deciding on what to focus than on the actual art of focusing. So there's different techniques for figuring out like what's important, but First of all, you have to kind of have an idea of what is it that you want to focus on and what is it that you don't not want to focus on. Because we know now that this idea of multitasking is not um, 
is, is, is kind of a myth. It's just not true. You can't really do multiple things at once well. So, I mean, have you ever been looking at the computer and looking up something for um, your work or for your, a hobby that you're interested in or for information gathering? So say you, were, you needed to plan a vacation for your family and you needed to get the information for that. It could be any of those things. And something comes into the screen, like an email comes like flying in there and, or the noise of an email. And that is something that literally is a distractor. It is going to take your focus from what you're doing and distract you. And what you then might do is say, hey, well, let me see. Oh, this, this email, I've been waiting for this email. So you click over that email and you leave the thing that you had been doing and you go over to the email. And then you are kind of focused on that, but your brain is still in the residue of the, the work that you were just doing is still in your brain. So in essence, you're in this multitasking mode because you've left something to go and address something else, but you're going to come back to that other thing. And, you know, there's lots of examples of this that can be on the computer. It can be in the house. I mean, think about when you start, this happens to me all the time. I'll start cleaning. And by the way, I will, I'm going to get to this later, but really this kind of lack of focus or distractive focus happens to me almost a hundred percent of the time before I've practiced my movement practice, my yoga practice. It, it rarely happens to the same degree after it. So like, say there's some mornings where I won't practice until early afternoon and I'll be doing things in the house and I have some prime time of focus, but then I will be doing some task and I need to go into another room to get something for that task. And then I'm in that room and I'm like, oh, look at that. I see something that catches my attention. I mean, I've literally done this before where I've been doing something. I came upstairs looking for something else and found a mud mask that I had kind of forgotten about. And I was like, oh, wow, what, look at, and I, I put the mud mask on. (laughs) I mean, that's like, I was, I went, it's like, I took that lane of the detour and then just went around (laughs) the town. I wasn't, I wasn't even in, um, doing the same work anymore. So we all know that that can happen and you can't multitask very well because it's just, you it's really fundamentally hard to concentrate on more than one thing at a time well. So let's so we know that the that multitasking is isn't doesn't you know you're not very effective at it. And in, the thing is that there is this idea that if we do if we are able to multitask that somehow we're going to be more effective or in that line of thinking more productive. But the truth is that your focus is is shattered it's not you know it's not wholly focused on one thing and you will not unless you have that um laser sharp focus y- your work is not going to be as effective and as productive so i think probably i don't have to um spend a lot of time convincing you that it's not a great idea to try and multitask what I what I have found are some some techniques that have worked for me, and then there's other things that I've read about that I think are really fascinating. So, um, I think the better thing is to think about well, how how do we focus? How do we increase this ability to hold our attention? 
and to even overcome this habit or tendency to multitask. So how do we direct that energy? Well, there's Warren Buffett came up with something which I think is really funny. Um, he, he's, he, he has a lot of really great sayings, but he talks about strategy for focusing attention. And he has done this in a way with some of the people that have worked for him for productivity measures. And what he tells his employees to do is write down their priorities. So they would have to write down 25, 20 to 25 goals they have for themselves. And then he asked them after they've done that to, to, um, take down the top five and leave the, like make two lists. So you've got 25, the goals for your career, and then divide them into 20 and five. And he says, essentially, if I'm remembering this correctly, um, you will focus on the five and essentially look at the other 20 as being distracting, like things that you actually don't even want to pay attention to. Because we often think we have these, all these different lists or different steps we need to take to achieve something. And what we really have to, what we really have to decide is what of those few, fewer or better, what are the, what are the few that are fundamentally crucial for um, our focus at that time? Think about it. If you have 20, 25, even 10, you're getting too big, you know, you're getting too spread out. And so the focus you can see would be, um, would be getting um, distilled from that point, not distilled, dissipated. So he says, like, look at the five that are the most important and the ones that are not in that, you want to not pay attention to them at all, like really ignore them and focus on these five. So the the point is, he's trying in his method for his um, employees, he was trying to get them to focus r- and make some tough decisions on what is absolutely necessary. And I think this is a great exercise that I've done even with my daughter when she's got a lot. She's a junior in high school. She has a lot on her plate. And we know that feeling. When you have a lot on your plate, what is the tendency? You actually you're so your focus is so scattered because it's like all these choices. Think of what he, Warren Buffett's saying, like the twenty to twenty-five choice. You've got all these things that you can't decide which one is important, and you get overwhelmed by all of them. So, can you narrow the focus first, and then you have to go into the next stage, which is taking care of or eliminating distractions? So, we first develop our focus, and then. How do we eliminate distractions? Well, these are things that again I'll help my daughter with, but I've done myself, I've done with myself. Eliminating distractions is first know when you are your focus is best. For instance, I know I have my best times of productivity, therefore, probably my focus is best, is between about 10 a.m. and 3 to 4 p.m. And I might be being a little bit too generous. I think my husband would say 2 p.m., but (laughs) I'm giving myself a couple extra hours. But I know that my focus is really good in those hours. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not able to focus in the other hours of the day, but the 10 to 2 to 3 is super, super crucial for me. So if I know I've got some 
writing to do or some big decisions to do, or I'm creating something and I just need a lot of that laser sharp focus, I try and first pick the time of day that I know my focus is best. So then the thing is, how do you, um, so you pick the time of day and then you think, okay, how do I get rid of distractions that are going to take a little bit too much energy out of this focused concentration time? So what I do then, these are, these are like, again, people can do different things. I'm just telling you what has worked for me and what I've advised some people. What are the big distractions? Well, we know what the big distractions are. This is not rocket science. Your phone is a big distraction. So the phone for me, I, I have it on do not disturb and I keep it on do not disturb for a long time. Um, so almost always during my hours of focused attention, unless I'm expecting a call or like my kids need to, my kids know that they can text me and that'll come through and I'll see it. But I don't have alerts on. I've never have alerts on actually. I never get a bing or buzz or anything when anything comes through. One is I never even um, started that way. So I never got hooked onto that feeling of like hearing a little beep when something came in. So I think that's very distracting. So I would get rid of all notifications. I'm not sure there would be a reason, and I I don't work in a corporate world, so I might be wrong about this, but I can't imagine there's a really good reason to have notifications on. I would pinpoint times that where you're going to look at your phone. That could be when you're having a little break from your focused attention, but you need to not have the phone in that focused attention time period. So it should be turned off. It should be um, out of sight, all those things. You know, these are my suggestions. I also realize people have exceptions where they absolutely have to have their phone nearby. So you'll have to figure out what works best for you. But I find that it is a huge distraction. Like even if you go to check one email or get a phone number, a contact, like it, you can just fall down, you know, Alice in Wonderland's hole, like just like, it's like you really go down that rabbit hole and it's hard to get yourself back up. So leave your phone somewhere where you don't see it. Um, when you are doing your, in your razor sharp, t- you know, focused task, pick an environment that is, that you already know you've been successful in without being distracted. Where can you focus the most? There are parts of your house or in your, I mean, your office, anywhere we're, I mean, it could be in your car. I can't imagine it would be that, but we all know there's like certain areas that we just like, we see it and we kind of like, vroom, we go into more focused mode. That's not going to be probably an area that has a ton of crap around, right? Because that is literally like, think about your focus with your eyes. You, we we take in so much information through vision. And with that information, think about things that are going to busy that our view right? We don't want, it's so trying to get a space that is clear as possible, a desk that's clear or an area. It could be just a corner that it has a little bit more um, clarity and less mess around it. So that's really important. Your environment for focus is huge. So this is really for doing work where you would be working on a computer or reading or um, practicing lines. I don't know. There's all kinds of things, but this isn't for your physical work. I'll get to that in a minute. So those are the ways of, of, of making sure that, you know, your space is ready, your mind is ready, the time of day is ready. 
there's a professor at um at Duke University, which is, I always like to quote Duke University since I went there. And he said, basically, the world is working against us for getting things done. This is his quote. The world is not acting in our long-term benefit. Imagine you walk down the street and every store is trying to get your money right now. In your pocket, you have a phone and every app wants to control your attention right now. Most of the entities in our lives really want us to make mistakes in their favor. So the world is making things very, very difficult, meaning very difficult to focus because we're so distracted and we're so convinced we need this, we need that. So in accordance with this Duke professor, we need to not be walking around in front of the stores and we need to turn off the apps or we need to do something that is taking some a lot of those choices and those distractions away. Because what the research has shown is focus is a muscle. It is a muscle and you have to develop it. So here's another way to develop it. As I always say, movement is a wonderful way of practicing so many different forms of being that we want to inhabit in our lives. It could be the posture we want to inhabit. It could be the energy that we want to cultivate. When we move with that attention and focus, we are making it easier to bring that into our daily lives when we aren't moving, when we are having to sit at a desk. So practicing like, for instance, yoga, but this could be running. It could be, you could do, you could apply this to other ways, but there's a ways of when you're moving, how to focus. Well, first of all, with your eyes. In yoga, we call it drishti. Drishti isn't necessarily gaze. It can also be an internal gaze. But um, in the Ashtanga practice, it is a actual gaze and you're gazing at certain pinpoints of where your hand are, your fingers, or between your eyes and things like that. But the gaze is a direct way to access more focus. Think about something that you're really trying to do, like balance or perform some kind of strength move or even run faster. One thing you're not doing is flitting your eyes all around. You're focusing your eyes very intensely. And the more you focus, the more you can find that that place where it's almost like everything comes into this tunnel vision. So you're like narrowing your... Um, like the telescope out of your eyes so that it's very clear into one area, right? It's a refined attention. And so when we practice on the mat, watch what you do. And I will say, I think the reason why um, I know, there's there's a lot of things that give me feedback that the type of yoga that I've teach or this method that I've created is 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 working. Because what I see is, across the board, incredible focus. People have complained in the past to me, oh, when I used to do yoga, I would get so distracted. I'd start making my laundry list. I'd start blah, blah, blah. It was it was boring or something. And I thought, wow, that's one thing I've never, ever felt in my practice in 20 some years, practicing almost daily, teaching almost daily. I've never felt bored. I've never felt like zoning out or distracted. I felt I feel the focus. So I know it it is the job is getting done. 
Why? Because I'm focusing from my core. Literally working from that center helps just refine and realign and define the the whole focal point from which we are working from, from strength and from mental focus. So I would say the other thing besides your gaze is focusing on your core. It literally draws you into center and kind of almost gets rid of other distractions because you will be pulled in to your center. And you'll have to check out other podcasts I've had on the core and the importance of the core. But trust me, try some of my core exercises. You're not going to be thinking about much else. It really draws you right into it. So another idea of trying to bring this in your movement practice If you like, if you're running, you can focus your eyes the same thing. You can focus on your breath. So, in running, when I used to run competitively, or even like not competitively, but for long distance, and I would kind of like start to feel fatigued, I would immediately start focusing on my breath. It would be like exhale, inhale, exhale. And I'd I'd match almost the rhythm of my exhales with the, the right foot landing. And so something like that, developing a rhythm and a focus with the breath will help your focus. Similarly, on the yoga mat, focusing on your breath doesn't necessarily mean the breath is always moving. Sometimes there's a retention in yoga where we are we might be moving in our body, but we're holding the breath to cultivate a deeper connection to our core and kind of give you this braced feeling when you're moving. And that that is similar. Like whether you're inhaling, exhaling, or holding the retention, you still have your focus in that central area of the body. Um, So the other thing in movements, we've talked about gaze, we've talked about the core, we've talked about breath, is paying attention to your alignment. Moment to moment. Again, I've practiced for a long time, probably done you know, 10,000 down dogs, but I would say in every single one of them, there is a a check-in of what is happening and what I feel like in the, in the inhabiting the pose. So I'm never going on autopilot. And I would really, really strongly recommend you are going to work focus as a muscle when you don't go on this autopilot in your yoga practice. Because that autopilot if you practice it there, my gosh, you're much more likely to be on autopilot in your life. And there's nothing like feeling like, you know, it's that feeling of driving somewhere and not remembering how you got there. Well, you were not present, which is the opposite of focus, the opposite of, you know, attention. You have been, you were you were out to lunch, so to speak. So we really want to um, focus. <laughs> so work on those things. There's a few other things I'll just mention really quickly. Focus is also how much sleep you're getting, what's your nutrition like, what's your stress level like. All these things can, can, can affect our focus. So check in with how much sleep you're getting. Sleep, we know, we absolutely know, the research has shown, it does affect your ability to focus. Your nutrition, that ultimately, that, that does affect your focus as well. Are you getting the nutrients that you need? And um, are you, do you have a well-balanced diet? A plant-based diet, you're going to have a lot of alkaline um, rich foods, a lot of um, phytonutrients that you won't get with animal products. And those are so important for the health um, of your immunity system. 
um, and your brain. So your brain is very much connected to your gut. So if you have gut issues, it will affect your brain. That's the whole foggy brain syndrome. And that's, you know, that's, there's a lot behind that as well, but just know that nutrition is important. So sleep, nutrition, and this final thing is happiness. So we can be more focused, which as I said, is a muscle that we have to develop. We can be more focused and that will make us feel more content and then more, and happy, right? If we if you look at happiness as this kind of, happiness has a lot of factors that contribute to determine it. But one of them is this ability to focus. We can focus on what matters. When we are focusing clearly on what matters, we're so much more in line with our values and that is going to make us feel much happier. So the focus is not just an idea to be more productive so you can make more money. <laughs> it's also to make sure that we're living our best life, that we're focusing on what really truly matters, that brings us fulfillment and joy and love and quality. And so when we if we have, you know, 25 things that we're trying to choose from, um, not just in our work life, but in our whole life, and we're not even clear on what the top five are, then take the time and really think about it. Spend the time, whether it's in meditation or in the woods, and just think, what are the things that I need to um, focus more on in my life? And how can I do that successfully? And a lot of it is to um, volume down the other stuff that's making a lot of noise and clutter. This is hard in our daily lives. I get it. This is, we live in a, a world that is overloading us sensorially and in every way. So we have to be clearer with our focus so that we can manage that. And I would love to hear any feedback from you on ideas of how you focus. There's a lot of techniques out there. Of course, concentrated meditation is a huge one mindfulness, all of that is is in line with what I've already been talking about. So I love to hear your ideas. I'm pulling for you. I've got a focus class on my lit daily. So check that out and focus well, move well and feel well. And I'm sending big hugs to all of you. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.